interest me, love the life that I lead. I've got a pocket full of miracles. You're, you're, you're listening to the Reformed University Fellowship Pod- Pod- Podcast. Podcast One at the University of Oklahoma with campus minister Justin, 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 Justin Westmoreland. Is where we're going today. We're going to be studying Acts all semester, as we we tend to do, as we go through books in the books of the Bible systematically uh, with text uh, one after the other, in order to to discern God's will for us. And so, as I'm coming into a new place and a new um, campus, I felt like this would be an appropriate text. For us, uh, and that it's a, a text about God building something. A text about God building a community, building a church, building a kingdom. As we're here on campus, we need to be encouraged that it's not like we're alone in this. God is actually doing this right now in our midst. He's been preparing to do this from eternity past, and He's doing it right now. Uh, we can we can take great comfort. That this is that Jesus didn't just die on the cross, get resurrected, and then leave us. But what this says here is that He is at work right now. So let's go to the Book of Acts. If you have your Bibles, you can open there and follow along with me. The very first eleven verses. In the first book, O Theophilus, I have I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach, until the day when He was taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them after his sufferings by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Jesus, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And Jesus said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up. And a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven, as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Let's bow and pray one more time and ask God to to bless us. Our dear Heavenly Father, it is good to be um, hearing your word. Uh, we sang songs about blood, songs about the cross, uh, which tells us uh, profound truth. It tells us things about ourselves and things about you that are, that are earth-shattering, uh, that if we really believe them, they would change our lives. It would change our communities. And Lord God, would you, would you work through this, this good news about who we are and who you are and what you're doing, and building this kingdom, and how it might change us. Uh, Lord God, we, we pray, we plead with you that you give us your spirit, as these things are, are hard to understand for us. We pray that you would help us to, to apprehend them uh, in our hearts, that you would, you would give us 
uh, ears to hear them. We pray in Jesus' name for your glory. Amen. Well, in, in, a, in a book that is, you, you could look at this book and think the theme is the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is all throughout this book. And, and in, the, in the Bible, G, Jesus actually declares that the Holy Spirit is like the wind. And it's so appropriate that in my first reading of Acts, the wind is blowing my notes everywhere. And so uh, I'm a little disheveled, but we'll get through this. Uh, uh, now, today, this is my, my first week at OU. And, and what we thought would be a good idea was to have a little table set up in the, in the uh, union and to meet people as they walk by and give them candy and give them to sign up for uh, our information list. And you would think this would be a slam dunk. I mean, it's like free candy, but people, like, when you walk by a table like this, I don't know if, if this is you, but I just kind of, like, put my eyes forward, act like I'm talking on my phone, and, and, and just totally ignore people at the table. And so I've been humbled uh, this week. As people walk by me, uh, I know that I'm not special, okay? Uh, people walk by me and, and you know, yell at me, uh, even. Um, I mean, like, literally today, I, 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 I saw a, a, a young lady look at me and say, um, you know, I, 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 she saw us and said, I said, well, hey, you want some free candy? She said, I'm not religious, and, and kind of just took off, okay? I'm like, well, wait, come back. We would love for you to come to our thing. It, this is not just a Christian club here. I mean, we, we want the convinced and the unconvinced, no matter where you are on the spectrum of belief, to be in this place and to consider this stuff. Uh, it, is, it, is, it literally is that important uh, that there's so much riding on this that if it's not true, you need to do your dead level best to disprove it. Uh, this, this kingdom is dangerous. Uh, it, it is, it is uh, wonderful. Uh, it, and it's, we're going to see that it's a, a dangerous kingdom today that Jesus is, is starting, uh, that Jesus has started. So if you look at the very first verse here, uh, Jesus says in the first book, O Theophilus, he's writing to this guy named Theophilus, we're not who, who it is. Uh, we believe that Luke wrote this. Luke wrote this. Luke actually wrote the, one of the Gospels. So Luke, John, Acts. Uh, John's in between these books, but Luke and Acts are two books, uh, but they're one story. And so he says Jesus um, actually began to do and teach things in the first book, uh, and so he's, he's begun to do things, so he's literally still doing things, okay? Uh, so this dangerous history, uh, this table illustration, it, it, I, would, I would appeal to, to, that, to that table today to say, if you're here and you're not religious, I'm glad you're here. You're here to learn about what Jesus is doing and what he will do. Okay, that this, the first thing we're going to see is that this, is, that this kingdom he's building, this mission that he's on, is a dangerous, it's built on a dangerous history. That these things are true history, that they happened in life. And so uh, you, you can see in verse 3, first, that Jesus was, was, was made alive after suffering he was shown as a, shown, he showed himself as alive by many proofs. If you look at verse three, uh, and so he, he literally walked around with people and they saw him at, alive. So you go back through there, you see, to them he presented himself alive after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during forty days and spree, speaking about the kingdom of God. Now this this book, just to, just to tell you guys, this is written like thirty years after Jesus died and was resurrected and ascended into heaven. Um, you've got many people walking around in this time that saw these things, that were there. And so Luke here has written this down, and, and he literally could have been contradicted. He's not, it's not like he's just making all this stuff up, a bunch of myths and a bunch of stories. He's actually set out to make a, a history, 
uh, and he uses painstaking detail. If you're slugging through this, if you're going to read through this book this semester, uh, you're going to get you're going to get all kinds of details that you don't want, uh, like where he's going, his travel plans, uh, a bunch of nautical information. Okay, like I could care less. Those, those are not my, my most important verses in the Bible. Uh, but what you I mean, like what you got to note there is that he's actually taking painstaking detail to tell the story uh, and real history. So there's real history behind this. If you look at Luke 1, uh, 1 through 4, I've included on there. Let me read that for you, uh, the intro to his first book, Luke. Inasmuch as many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the things that have been accomplished among us, he's saying John, Mark, uh, Matthew, just as those whom from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the, of the word have delivered them to us, it seemed good to me also, having followed all things closely for some time past, to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, that you may have certainty concerning the things you have been taught. So he wants he wants them to see um, that he wants them to see that this is history. This is literally history. And so the first thing we see that he's alive. Okay, this is a very amazing thing that he's alive. Uh, and so you can't just if you're a person who's not religious or you don't buy into this, you can't just say, well, those guys back then. They're just gullible, okay? They were easy, it was easier to believe back then because they actually had trouble. And you can go through the Bible and look at this. They actually believed things like or they were having questions about was there really one God? Uh, could people really be resurrected from the dead? You'll see that in Acts that people are struggling with the same questions we're struggling with today. Are miracles real? Is God real? How can we know that? People were not just blind and, and easy to believe in this stuff back in the first century. Uh, you can't just dismiss it as a bunch of myths that people easily believed. Uh, there was proofs given. Jesus made many proofs of his resurrection. Uh, and, and so he answered questions. Uh, these people were asking the questions, and he was answering them in his life. So he was made alive. And then we see him ascend into heaven. Uh, okay, like, that, is, that is shocking. Okay, that, that, that a man would not only die, and that he would be resurrected, and then he would be taken up into heaven. That is amazing stuff, like zipped on into, into the space. Uh, it is awesome. Okay, so, so, so if that's true, it says a lot. Uh, and so first it says that he suffered. Uh, it says he suffered and then he was alive. So uh, in verse 3, he suffered and then was made alive. Uh, what is it, what's, in, what's important about his suffering for us, uh, our suffering in our place? Well, it says, it's a, it says a couple things, right? He suffered. Um, why, did he, why did Jesus have to suffer? Why do you think he suffered? Because we... And God have this divide between us due to our sin. Our sin caused an irreparable um, divide between God and each of us. And so the only way for us to be brought back into this kingdom that God's building is for Jesus himself to come and suffer. You gotta, like, like, I know we've all kind of grown up hearing that, but let that just wash over you, that Jesus had to suffer in our place if there's going to be this kingdom if there's going to be a church if there's going to be community jesus had to suffer to save you he suffered for us okay he suffered and so because he suffered that means a couple things we are bad okay we're really bad and it also means that god takes justice seriously uh, we get really been out of shape when we have to walk across campus, right, 
and someone you know, cuts us off or we don't get the classes we want or administration messes up our financial aid, we get bent out of shape about that stuff because it hurts us in all kinds of ways. We get hurt every single day, and we want justice. We say that's not right. Well, God himself loves justice, and he makes justice happen in a real way for us in Jesus, that Jesus suffered for us. And so after his suffering, we see here that, that he um, makes uh, demands. Uh, he makes demands on us to believe this. This, this, this is really something we need to, to deal with. It's not just fairy tales. It's something we need to investigate. So picture, if you will, you know, how many of y'all are dating tonight? Okay, we're glad you're dating or, or engaged or married. Um, we're glad you, you're, I mean, like, you're never going to be in a place where you're going to have this many people you could possibly date. It's a good place to date. Uh, they're, they're all, you're all the same age, primarily, uh, and, and so it's good for you to date. Now, picture, if you will, someone started a nasty rumor about your date, about the person you are, you've had the DTR, you've been dating for, yeah, y'all do that? <laughs> uh, you, you have a DTR, and you're eating rain on papers, and, 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 it's, and it's, you know, you're serious about this person, and someone starts a terrible rumor about them. Say they're a serial killer or something. Okay, and you're like, you're, you're like I never knew this about them. So, so, yeah, so what are you going to do with that? What do you do with that? You're just like, okay, well, that's interesting. Okay, I think I'll just keep dating this person. No, you break up. Okay, like, or, or, you, or you try to get to the bottom of it. Okay, because you don't want to die. And, and you want to move on to somebody else who's not a serial killer, probably. Um, but if they're not a serial killer, you need to vindicate them. Okay, you need to. Uh, because that's, that's a very bold claim. And so what Jesus suffering and then being alive shows us, that's a bold claim. Be, him being ascended into heaven is a huge deal. And we need to have the integrity to seek that out and to really explore it and what it all means. And that's what we're going to do this semester. Um, it, it's, it, what we're doing here is looking at this. Uh, and and just, to, just to clear it up for us, I would encourage you to, to, to join in us with this every week to join a small group, to really get to the bottom of what Jesus is doing and what it all means. Because it's, it's history, God did it for a reason, and we need to believe it. Uh, we need to uh, at least give it a shot, not just dismiss it. Okay, we uh, are called here not just to, to see it as history, but this dangerous history, this kingdom that's built on history, is going to actually bring us to become a dangerous witness, uh, or to make our life dangerous, which is our second point on the outline. We, we, we're, we got this dangerous witnessing we're doing now, uh, if we're in this kingdom, okay? Uh, we've got this rumor, uh, you know, if it's, a, if it's a history, if it's a rumor, we've got to get to the bottom of it. But once we do get to the bottom of it, it's going to transform us, okay? So hold on to your seats, hold on to your outlines. We're, we're going to indulge you for a few more minutes. As we get to the bottom of this, about what it means to witness. Well, okay, so if you look at what the disciples say uh, on your handout, look at verse 5. There's this promise that you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, church. Christians, Christians will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. This is a spiritual kingdom. So what this means is that the Spirit gets inside of you and changes you. Okay, it absolutely changes you. It's going to, like, turn your values, turn your beliefs upside down. It's going to, like, change what you love and what you're into. Okay, like, 
you know, a lot of us are just trying to, like, cope with the first week of school. We want to find, you know, people that are like us and, and, you know, get into a reasonable place where we can feel comfortable and avoid suffering here. (laughs) That's really what we want. We want the easiest experience possible. And that's exactly what Jesus' disciples wanted. If you look at verse 6, they've got this great question to ask. And they say, so when they came together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Okay, like what they, okay, in, in a Jewish mind, what they're thinking is that they are the special people of God. Okay, that, that, that all the things are going to, like, like God's going to bring redemption through them. And they're going to be in this position of power. Okay, so, so what Jesus is going to say is that you've misunderstood what this kingdom is about. It's a spiritual kingdom. It's not about power. Is that thunder? Oh, man, I'll hurry. Okay, so, so <laughs> what he's saying is that, like, look what he says to them. Here's what he says, like verse 7. Jesus said to them, it's not that you know the time and the seasons, okay, that the Father's fixed by his authority. And then verse 8. We're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Power to do what? Not to rule, but power to love. Okay? And they're like, to prove that, look at what he says here. Remember, they think they are the best. They're the Jewish people. That the kingdom of God is going to come through the Jewish people. Now, look what it says. You're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. See, they're very centered on their their own self, their own race. They want this kingdom, this power, but they're saying, you're going to go out and the power's going to be divided. It's not really about the power. It's about witnessing to me and showing me to the people you hate, people who you don't like, the people who are mean to you uh, and and you've been mean to, the people that have break your heart and you break their hearts. You're going to, you're going to, that's what the kingdom's about. You're going to be a witness of this, to this dangerous Jesus. And you're gonna, and that's going to go to the ends of the earth. We're part of that. Okay, we're not Jews. We are the ends of the earth. The gospel's going forward, and it's, it's continually going forward. You cannot, you cannot dismiss this, y'all. You cannot dismiss what's happening, because this little ragtag group of people who, you know, who actually denied Jesus, like Peter's like the, the big example of this. If you look on, your, on the front of your handout, you see a rooster, okay? Why is this on our sheet? Well, uh, you might, if you've been around RUF, you know this, but like when Peter, uh, this is a symbol of the Reformation, Reformed theology, when Peter denied Jesus, what, what prowed? The rooster, okay? And so the rooster reminds you that you have denied Jesus. And so like it, it, the reason why this is a, a good thing is like if you ever forget that, that you denied Jesus and that you need Jesus' blood for you to atone for you, you've lost it all. You need to really get that you've denied Jesus, that you're not the one who needs to be in the power position, but the, the servant position. But then God takes you from being an, an outsider and, and a servant to being an insider and to being a son or a daughter. He brings you in by his blood. That's what that means. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful reminder of what we all need to know, that Jesus clears the way for us. And so we're not the center of this kingdom. God is. He's the king who brings redemption to us. Jesus is the king. We're witnessing to a person. Okay, now when you talk about witnessing, you might get a little freaked out. Okay, like witnessing. What does witnessing mean? Does that mean, does that mean going door to door in my dorm and, and knocking on doors and presenting some truth about Jesus and then demanding a response? Is that what witnessing is? Some of you might think that's what witnessing is. That's what I, I used to think that was what witnessing was. Jesus is not telling them to do that. He's saying, witness to who I am. You're witness, 
witnesses of me. And so, in the way you live, in the way you love, in the way you speak, in the friendships you build, when, when you reach out to somebody else, when you take the time to text somebody who's not like you uh, and say, let's go grab coffee, uh, let's go play ultimate frisbee, uh, let's go to this party, let's go floating, okay, let's go do that, you and me. I want to go with you and I want to spend time with you, not because you're like me or you're going to benefit me, because that's who Jesus is. That's witnessing to Jesus. Uh, you're witnessing by your love. It's a spiritual kingdom. It's not about the power. It's the direction in life we have. It's us bringing Jesus wherever we go. We bring the person of Jesus wherever we go. Uh, you, can get, you can go and get good morals anywhere. You, know, you can go to any kind of Bible study. You can go to any kind of group, and they can train you in morals. And they can train you in discipline, but you're here to learn Jesus, and you're here, to, you're here to be taught Jesus through your friendships, your community on campus, your community with your friends at RUF, and everyone else. Uh, you're here to learn a person and be witnessed to by others. You need that. We need that every day. Okay, so this demands your investigation. We can't carelessly, uh, do, we can't carelessly dismiss this because it's dangerous to our soul, uh, and, and we've got we've to look at this. Um, this, this reminds me um, that you know, you're, you're, when, when we decide that we're going to not do this, we're, you know, we're setting ourselves up as the king. Uh, we're not trusting Jesus as the king, but we're looking at ourselves as king. So there's one, one sort of literary figure that you've probably all heard. And I've never actually read this book. I'm a terrible pastor for saying that. Like, I cannot say this, but I've never read the book. Uh, I've never read all the Chronicles of Narnia. But, <laughs> okay, okay, I know, I know, okay, shock and all. Um, mouths are open, horrified. Okay, like. The Chronicles of Narnia, I've, I've seen the movies, though, and movies are better, because, uh, like, there's pictures, and they move. Okay, so, so I mean, it's, it's just, it's beautiful. So, Aslan, the king, okay, he, he you know, you, you've probably, who has not heard of Aslan, okay, the king? Okay, he's a lion, you know, the king of the jungle, he's the king of Narnia, okay, and he literally lays himself, he, he lays down his life for his friends and is killed for the sake of his friends. This is Jesus, okay, right? So, and, and then so there, there's, you know, I think it's Mrs. Beaver, you know, and, and somewhere in the, in the, there's this famous quote about Aslan. And Mrs. Beaver, you know, like the kids are asking Mrs. Beaver about, about Aslan because they've never met him and, and they're kind of, you know, afraid. And they're like, you know, is he, is he safe? <laughs> He's a lion. What are you talking about, you idiot? He's not safe. Is that, is that what she says, you idiot? I haven't read it, so I don't know. Um, so, so is she safe? Or is he safe? Is Aslan safe? Well, no. He, he's a lion. He's a lion. He's not safe. He's dangerous. But he's good. But he's good. Okay, you can trust this king. Um, you know, like, what, what you're going to do and the stuff you're going to endure, I don't know what you're going to endure this year. It may be, you know, death of somebody you love. It may be the breakup to end all breakups. It may be... It may be something terrible um, that I, I can't even imagine. I tell you, I've been through terrible stuff. But there's something about knowing that there's a good king. Y'all, there is something good about knowing that. And you can go through stuff that you could never imagine that you go through. Like just a year ago, my wife and I thought our daughter was going to die. And, and like she spent all this time in the hospital, and she's alive now. She's fine. But in those moments, we're like, like, our friends are praying for us. They don't even know how to pray for us because we're in the hospital and our daughter's dying almost. And, like, you're like, 
and, and you know, when, when I, whenever I get emails like that about these tragedies, I'm like, well, I could never do that. But, but you know, like, in that moment, you get through this because you know God is good. Jesus is good. And so witnessing, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, y'all, that witnessing this dangerous witness is not about going up to people with the truth, though it may entail that uh, for you to talk about who Jesus is. What's really going to be is that you have this abiding joy in you. From what we've talked about this whole night is that there was blood spilled for you. This good king laid himself on the, on the, on the cross. He laid down his own life and it was spilled for you. And it's awesome that someone would love you that much. They would know you needed that. You're that bad. And they would love you enough to do that. That the king of the universe would take the ultimate, the ultimate career suicide. I mean, like leaving glory to come down take on the role of a servant, and to die for you. That he would love you that much brings you joy. And so tonight, we're going to have joy. In this semester, I hope we have joy as we, as we look at the, the, the unfolding of the kingdom. This, 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 what we're going to look at, at in Acts is going to, I hope, show you that this, this king is going to accomplish his mission in spite of all the odds. The last word in this book is, is actually the word unhindered. That Paul, in Rome, spoke the word unhindered. That this king is unhindered. Though he may look like he's losing sometimes, he is unhindered. Though no one wants to talk to you, uh, he's, he's unhindered. Um, it's all going to be okay. Um, and so, as I'm about to come here and preach, I was buying ice cream, okay? And I tell you what, I look like the party, okay? I had six tubs of ice cream, okay? I had 12 two liters, okay? I had solo cups for days, Okay, like I've got ice cream float party. It's gonna be it's gonna be beautiful. So so I get in line at at, 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 the, at Walmart, and next to me is a is a couple of guys, and uh, they have literally like 40 12 packs of Keystone. And like, That's a party. That's a different party, but it's a party. And and you know like <laughs> yeah Keystone. We're gonna, I'm like, we're gonna celebrate uh, appropriately tonight <laughs> for what we are. We're RUF, and and we're gonna celebrate Jesus and what He's done for us. And we're gonna do that all semester. I want you to find joy in this. Uh, Christianity is not about oppressive law keeping. It's about resting in the One who is good enough to die for you, a sinner. God saves sinners, y'all. That's the bottom line. We're gonna. I hope that that will encourage you each and every week here at RUF that this is going to be a place where you're convinced, unconvinced, to come and consider that, that you'll embrace that, that you'll embrace that story as your own. So let me pray for us one more time. We'll have another song, and if we can ever find our music and, and get going. Dear Jesus, thank you for, for this word. Uh, thank you that you're still at work in this, in this world, that you haven't given up, that we don't have to worry about what's next, because you're on a mission. And we pray that you would uh, impress that upon us. Help us to believe that. No matter what we go through, would you give us the strength? Uh, would you give us your spirit when we are weak uh, to know you're, you're sovereign and that you're bringing all things to the place? We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And with a pocket full of miracles, the world's a bright and shiny apple that's mine, all mine. I hear sleigh bells ringing smack in the middle of May. I go around like...